Welcome back to the combined NFL and college football slate show here on the 1009 Network, trying something new, um, you know, getting these shows out together so you could get them all at one time instead of maybe listening to one on Sunday. Uh, I know people are busy, but regardless, it is the slate show. It's your favorite show that we put on. Um, not the greatest college football slate, especially after what we saw last weekend with insane games. But like we say, as always, it is football, and we cannot complain about football. No, I mean, it's especially coming off the slate we just had over the, this past weekend. I, I think we're uh, ineligible to complain about a slate for at least four to six weeks uh, just because of how loaded it was a week ago and the games that delivered. I mean, Ohio State scored with no time on the clock to win the marquee game of the week, and uh, there were several good ones baked in there as well. Um, but there are a handful of ranked matchups, some ranked teams in action, some in trickier spots than others. Uh, but we begin in the SEC. Uh, Jacob is a closeted Tennessee fan as his backup, and Bailey has his Kentucky Wildcats. Um, and I'm assuming you hope they play better against Florida than uh, Jacob's beloved volunteers because Florida leaves the swamp, heads up to Lexington to play Kentucky. Uh, and Kentucky is a point and a half home favorite despite Florida having the 22 next to their names. Yeah, that's just a weird 22 for Florida. I really don't – I mean, I don't think Tennessee is the greatest team out there either. Um, Florida hasn't – outside of that Tennessee game, hasn't done an insane amount. I mean, Kentucky really hasn't played anybody either. Uh, Early early season rivalry, I mean, we saw Florida win that one against Kentucky – or against Tennessee. But, yeah, I'm I'm going with the big blue. I think – you know, it's tough to go up to Lexington, Kentucky, and win. Not a lot of teams do it. Uh, we see see that year in and year out. Um, not really. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the big blue in this one. Yeah, I, this was a coin flip for me personally. It's a coin flip out in Las Vegas, as I alluded to. The spread is a, a point and a half. It's been bouncing right near that money line-ish. Um, essentially, pick them. Uh, but... I'm going to be against you on this one. I, For whatever it is, maybe it's just recency bias, seeing bits and pieces of the Vanderbilt, we'll call it triumph from Kentucky last week, just not overly impressive. Uh, any SEC wins you'll take, uh, you know, the numbers looks the same on the standings, whether it's Vanderbilt or Georgia. Um, but I could see a similar get-off-the-mat type game from the Napier-led Gators because if they want to continue to be Napier-led, they're going to have to win games like this, especially once you raise the expectations following uh, a thorough beating of Tennessee, which is why they had the 22 next to their name. Um, so, you know, on the road in conference play, that's a universal uh, data point that matters in college football, let alone in the SEC. Um, so, I, you know, I don't love this pick necessarily. If I was ranking it out of five, it'd probably be four or five as far as confidence goes. But um, I will take Florida to survive and cling to life and the bottom of the people end up went out right. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, I'm probably with you there with it being a a coin tip, a coin tip, a coin flip uh, going into the picks. Uh, Jacob is also with you on Florida, so we actually have his picks this go around. So he's back in the Gators and Trevor Etienne more than likely because <laughs> that's their that's offense. It's a fair assumption. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, so. Sticking. In the SEC, moving to a ranked-on-ranked matchup, we have uh, two teams that could not be trending differently right now. Uh, number 13, LSU, 
a two and a half point road favorite at number 20 Ole Miss. Uh, Lane Kiffin ran his mouth and got ran on the field. Uh, there is little rest when you get into the meat of the SEC schedule, and they find themselves in the thick of it, uh, coming off getting handled by Nick Saban and the Tide. Uh, they now head back home, but they do face LSU, a team that, uh, you know, I've been saying a couple times now, is a half of football against four State away from having a single-digit number next to their name. Uh, so I, I think that this LSU team, similar to last year, they dropped the opener to Florida State. Um, in somewhat confusing fashion, not quite as dramatic as last year. Um, but, I, I mean, the spread's interesting. doesn't matter for uh, our purposes at the moment. Uh, I just – I see that last week from Ole Miss turning into two losses. And it's not even they should win this week because I don't think that's even fair to say. I just don't think that if they're not going to get up for a game like Alabama and then they come home, you know, that – Doubt starts to seep in. I don't see Lane really taking charge of a locker room. Uh, they're all probably starting to wonder where his next job's going to be because if this is his peak at Ole Miss, uh, you know, being publicly bet to be Alabama and then lose by two touchdowns, I don't know what else there is to do for him there. Um, and on the flip side, I think Brian Kelly is just starting at LSU uh, year two. With him, he's getting some of his players in there uh, system-wise, recruit-wise. I think they're just more talented. I mean, Jaden Daniels can be Jacqueline Hyde a bit at times, um, but they got neighbors at wide receiver who can cause a lot of problems. Um, so I'm just going to back the better coach and the better team, even on the road. And I'll take LSU. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Ole Miss just didn't, like you said, just didn't look like they wanted to be in. I mean, relatively speaking, didn't look like they wanted to be in that game. They did nothing to really challenge Alabama Alabama just and Alabama's not the greatest team they Milrose is not going to beat you with his arm so I mean that's the recipe to beat Bama's keep Milrow contained and they just couldn't so I mean what's going to stop them with Daniels who's a significantly better significantly better quarterback than Milrow I think LSU's more talented Bama right now and I don't think I don't see Daniels having two bad games in a row so I'm going with the Tigers as well and Jacob is also on LSU, so clean sweep for the pod for the Bayou Bengals. Yeah, that does, that does not necessarily surprise me. Uh, I think we're all kind of in the same wavelength there as far as better team, better coach, better quarterback. Uh, lots of things that matter, and at some point, home field cannot be the end-all, be-all. Um, another game that I don't think where the game is played will matter, uh, number 24, Kansas visits number three texas the spread is 16 and a half um however like i mentioned at the moment we're just worried about who wins the game game day style and uh i this is short and sweet it, it's texas I, I think there are games in which texas could rear its ugly head and you know if they start to adopt texasing i i don't think it's a game like this at home where they know they're gonna have to be at least at a b level to get past this Kansas team. Uh, I mean, Jaden Daniels is very, very talented. Kansas was a great story last year. Started 6-0. Ended up losing out that you actually predicted. Um, they're 4-0 right now. So, you know, could it be a quieter Cinderella story? Sure. But I think, like Colorado last week, this is where uh, the magic stops for them. They're going to run into a far superior team, and it's going to show. Um I don't want any part of the spread, but I will certainly take Texas to hold serve and stay undefeated at home. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, it's just Texas is the better team clearly here. Uh, home game helps a lot too. Kansas, I mean, I forget what that quarterback's name, but he's good. Um, is he another Daniels? Jalen Daniels. I said Jaden Daniels. Yeah, but too many Jalen Daniels. J A L L N. Yeah. But yeah, he's a great quarterback. Uh, I mean, he beat Texas last year. I'm pretty sure. But that was at Kansas, and this is at the very loud stadium. I forget what their stadium is called, but, I mean, it's not. Figuratively speaking, again, like I was talking about Kentucky, but I'm also on Texas. It's Longhorns all day. Jacob is also on Texas, so we're all yeah, that, rolling that right was along. the one. I was pretty I was confident we were going to be in Houston there as well. Um, back to the formerly – known best conference in this great country uh the sec and a game i really put in here just to one mess with jacob and two because the slate really does not have a lot of meat on it this week now the last game we picked will certainly uh feature two teams worthy of designation here and they're also going to be where game day is located so um but first south carolina visits number 21 tennessee uh tennessee a 12 and a half point home favorite uh, not the way the Vols thought the season was going to go. The Joe Milton magic is fading rapidly, if there's even any left. Um, who are you thinking in this battle of SEC East powerhouses? Yeah, that seems like a pretty large spread. Um, I, don't, I don't think South Carolina is that bad, and I don't think Tennessee is that good. But after what happened last year in Columbia, I think Tennessee is going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder just a little bit relatively speaking. So uh, I'm going with the Vols on this one. I just think they'll little get back game from last year and try to get them on the right track. Maybe not cover, but I'm going with the Vols. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of hard-hitting analysis for this one. I haven't had it for the first couple of games, to be honest, just because with the straight-up picks, I like to just kind of go with my gut when I think the better team is. And... The better team did not win this game last year, and I don't think they're going to win the game this year. Uh, just on the slim chance that there is a unison curse amongst the trio of myself, you, and Jacob, I know who Jacob's going to pick. I now know who you picked. I'm going to pick South Carolina, and I only do that because, one, you mentioned it, that spread makes no sense. I realize they're one deep at receiver. They gave up 8,000 passing yards to – Will Rogers last week in a win. Um, and if somebody's going to, if someone could exploit that to the point where it's a massive problem, it could be Joe Milton. Should he be able to locate the ball in the same zip code as where it's intended? Um, and I could be very wrong and they could click all of a sudden uh, and boat race South Carolina, unlike they were able to do against Austin P. I just don't know that SEC plays where you're truly going to find what you've been looking for in check games. Um, I mean, this is the same Tennessee program that has a rich history of one, giving up 70 to South Carolina last year. Um, and two, just uh, coming up short in spots where one, they need to absolutely show up and two, they almost barely need to show up. Um, so I think, you know, the games in the middle, they do pretty well, but lights are brightest and the lights are kind of shined away a little bit. They've struggled. Uh, they've not impressed at all so far this season, which is kind of why I'm surprised by the line. But, um, you know, I think Rattler and South Carolina make just enough plays. It may be who has the longest touchdown score in this game or who has the ball last. Uh, 
I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, yeah. The total sits at 62 and a half. That seems about right. This could be a race to the mid 30s. Um, I just think this Tennessee team is not as equipped to win shootouts as they were last year. Uh, so I will take South Carolina. If there was one pick I would like to be wrong about, it would be this one. Because as much as I don't like Tennessee, I obviously hate South Carolina uh, much, much more. So is Jacob on the volunteers? Um. You're going to be surprised by this, but the Vol for Life is actually going against the bright orange tangerine team of Knoxville, Tennessee. He's going with South Carolina. I just couldn't wow. pick okay. South Carolina. I just don't have it in me. I'm sorry. I know my uncle is going to hear this and see this and uh, have some words for me, but I can't do it. I'm going with Tennessee, like I said, and he's going with South Carolina, which I was honestly surprised by. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess – we will not have a unison curse still, but I mean, they're plus 360 on the money line. That is, I, I won't say disrespectful because I don't think either one of these teams is actually that good, but uh, in a matchup of two average plus ish teams, uh, two touchdowns on spreads a lot. Um, but, you know, should Shane Beamer for once in his life use bulletin board material correctly and then instill in these players that this is the level of disrespect that's being uh, put out nationally, that, you know, maybe. Um, but like I said, I would love to get this back wrong just because I want them to go in 12 every year. So uh, moving from two painfully average teams to two much more exciting teams in a matchup that, like I mentioned earlier, will be where game day is located this week and a couple other uh, national Saturday morning shows, I'm sure. Uh, number 11, Notre Dame, fresh off a heartbreaking loss to Ohio State, will head to Durham, North Carolina, and face Duke. This is 11 visiting 17 with reference to the eight people. Uh, who do you have in this matchup of ACC and kind of ACC Titans? I this this one's really confusing to me. I'm still pretty 50-50 on this one, especially after last weekend and especially after what happened to Clemson, their first game of the year. But I want to lean Notre Dame. I think they just had the better run game. Uh, we were able to run the ball on Duke. And I think Sam Hartman is probably not going to have as bad of a game as he had last time, I would like to think. But I also would not be surprised if Duke comes out and wins this game. So I'm going reluctantly with the Fighting Irish. Need them had the best possible record when we played them in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that's fair. I'd actually talk myself over to the other side on this one. Uh, I'm going to take Duke. I think they honestly, frankly, probably had the better quarterback in this game. Uh, they're at home. It's an environment that Clemson is familiar with. They took a loss three weeks ago on a Monday, and that place was rocking. Um, now, obviously... Uh, you could point to the fact that Clemson could have been their Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, Duke is not some 5-6 win team. They won nine games last year with Mike Elko. They returned Leonard. They returned Elko. And uh, obviously, off the bat, a huge win against our Tigers really propelled them to where they are now as far as nationally ranked and all these other things. Um, it's the two teams that I, I don't know. We could see them in Charlotte again. Uh, if, you know, Florida State somehow falls off the wagon, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, you know, I would say these are two top, the other two top three teams in the conference. I mean, Miami's up there, North Carolina's up there as well. But, um, yeah, I would take Duke. I, 
I just cannot get the lack of execution out of my head from the Irish last week against an opponent you know they were drilling into the players all week. They could not make mistakes and expect to beat that team even at home. And we saw it. They put 10 guys in the field the last two plays, um, which is just a microcosm of some of the things they screwed up. They dropped 11 on a third 19, but that's coaching. Um, so uh, give me Duke to take advantage of the same mistakes Notre Dame made last week. And having watched them beat Clemson because of similar mistakes, I can see them following the same script and getting the same result. So I'll take Duke. Jacob is also on the Blue Devils. And like I said, I don't hate those picks either. I think this would probably probably set up to be the, one of the closer matchups for the weekend outside of maybe Kentucky and Florida. But it should be a fun one to watch. But I slightly differ from y'all with uh, three picks. So we shall see how this goes. Yeah, good week for uh, movement amongst the pod standings for sure. Uh, we will also have three bets on the Twitter. Uh, lead us with your first of three, Bailey. Yeah, this it's just not a fun weekend probably to bet this a lot of these games. Uh, the first one that I felt more comfortable about, and we talked before the show that I just wanted to go ahead and lock this one up. I'm going with LSU minus two and a half. After seeing what Ole Miss did against Alabama and seeing the capabilities that Florida State has on the road, or Florida State, that LSU has on the road in the state of Mississippi, um, yeah, give me the Bayou Bengals to cover the two-and-a-half spread. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I deferred to you, of course, because I am just that nice of a guy. Uh, I'm also going to zero in on a game from the picks segment. It's also in the SEC. Uh, give me Florida plus one and a half. I don't think I'll need it, but I will certainly take it. Uh, I've learned from betting the Packers the last two weeks that when in doubt, uh, take the point three, you can get them. Uh, so I just think they're the better team. I think in Lexington could pose issues. You know, Florida obviously. Uh, not a team with a great ceiling this year, but I think the floor is enough to beat Kentucky. Um, I, you know, Napier's coaching for his job still, even after a big win against Tennessee. Uh, you know, if they go on to like a three and five SEC record, he's still probably going to get fired, even if one of the three wins is Tennessee. Uh, so games like this, even with a step down an opponent, there's not that much less pressure just because of uh, you only get so many opportunities to beat the teams you're better than in the SEC, because especially Florida. That's not going to be true every week. Um, so this is a really key game for them on the schedule uh, to pick up a win now, gain some more momentum as they enter uh, the buzzsaw that probably faces them pretty soon here. Um, you know, and Tennessee, Kentucky this season are, are not anywhere close to a buzzsaw. So um, I'll take Florida plus the one and a half just in case Kentucky trots out a kicker and they hit some buzzer beater to win by one. Yeah, it's not a not a. Ter- I would like that result more than the Florida win. Uh, you know, if Kentucky comes on with a late second field goal, but I do like that cover. Um, my second one is I'm going to go with. God, what is this rivalry called? I can't think of it. It's I think it's the backyard. No, no, that's. I'm going to. Yeah, I cannot talk. I'm going to go to the Georgia-Auburn game, uh, over sitting at 45 and a half. Uh, I think that's just kind of low for a Georgia team. And Auburn hasn't looked awful this year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, give me the over 45 and a half. I just think that's kind of 
low for SEC teams, especially the way Georgia's kind of been playing. They're averaging 45 points probably in and of themselves. So keep my head over. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take much. They've got plenty of weapons to get there, plenty of opportunities. Uh, and, you know, it's just a matter of how mean Kirby Smart wakes up and feels Saturday potentially. Um, speaking of a bet, I would like to not involve Mercy. Uh, Oregon minus 27 at Stanford. This has been a giant killer spot for a long time. Unfortunately, uh, Stanford is not even the sleeper it once was out west. So uh, we just saw Oregon beat a much better relative to Stanford Colorado team by uh, as many as they wanted to, which ended up being 30 some or almost 30 points. Uh, I just don't see this being a spot where we see Oregon pull an Oregon. Uh, it's not at 1030. I'd be terrified if this was at 1030 because I swear Oregon loses their weird road conference games at one in the morning every year. Um, so this will be wrapped up by dinner time local. So I'm not scared of the Pac-12 after dark element of this. Um, I just don't think Stanford has the horses to stop Oregon, and I don't think this is a spot where Oregon's going to be Oregon. So uh, I'll take Oregon very, very big, minus the 27, even away from Eugene. Yeah, I don't hate that, especially after what we saw after what Oregon did this weekend. And that's the... what scares me. I I, I, <laughs> I hate that because usually so, I try not to be prisoner of you know the previous uh, week, but if they've been so impressive all year, especially offensively, that yeah. um, I just can't help but try and go back to the well there. And I think Pac-12 is probably the best, most competitive concert conference, conference that we have this year. Um, right. And yeah. Stanford is probably just the stepping stone for a lot of these teams so yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't hit that either uh my third one is i'm going with another rivalry uh and another over in a rivalry i'm going to lincoln nebraska for the bus and bowl uh you got michigan facing nebraska shout out to <laughs> taylor lawan and will compton of the Bussin' with the boys podcast they created their own rivalry and on trophy but this over is at 39 and i know michigan hasn't done anything to score on offense this year they're averaging like 31 points in like by themselves but i can see this being like out of pure jokes and like how that their relationship with michigan has gone with like that busting trophy and just like the jokes that they've made i see michigan start to kind of like open up that offense a little bit and maybe nebraska can flirt with a little points but that i trust this under 40 over a lot more than i did Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> I've, I'm going to have to ask you every week, uh, are you done with Big Ten overs? And you're going to tell me yes. And then every time by Thursday we sit down and do these, you're going to spit another one at us. Uh, so the I, points just look God so dumb, you. I have to take it. Just I, You'll be in my prayers. Um, especially when it's 14 nothing at halftime. Um, yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's, you know, I hate to be the bear of bad news, but uh, that's probably what we're looking at. Um, I will wrap up with another road favorite that I hate. Um, Texas A&M plays Arkansas. I think Texas A&M has a lot of potential to come out of the absolute just chaotic mess that the SEC West has devolved into. Um, I think that there's really not, I mean, LSU, if they trip up, in Oxford, it's that much more wide open. We've seen Alabama looking – well, they've been beaten. Uh, Milrow, not quite. 
the typical elite piece of the Alabama team and a team that's lacking a lot of the ones that we're used to. Um, so I think Texas A&M stays rolling. They beat Auburn last week. That was a good kind of test. Like, okay, like that's one of the ones you drop if you're really not serious about making noise in the SEC. Um, and that very well could be this week the one they drop. But um, Arkansas and Sam Pittman just have not impressed me thus far, really much at all. I don't think that this is a team they're going to do well against. Uh, Connor Wegman is out for a while, if not the season, I think. Um, but in his stead, a and had a quarterback come in whose name escapes me live because I don't write things down. Uh, came in through two touchdowns last week. So glimmer of hope there from a school that seems to have just a quarterback injury plague in recent years. But um, Haynes King out of town now, so they're going to have to turn to uh, a new guy at quarterback. But I think even on the road in conference play, the defense is going to bow up like they can. Um, and again, it's more of me just not being impressed with Arkansas, and I just don't think they can keep up with A&M, even with the dynamic quarterback. They will definitely have the better quarterback in this game. But uh, Jimbo, for all his failures, can still coach very wide circles around Sam Pittman. And, uh, yeah, I'll take the Aggies to win by touchdown Saturday. Yeah, I don't hate that one at all either. Um, I think Sam Pittman might be on the hot seat. Um, yeah. Yeah, that minus six seems a little generous to the Razorback. So I would also take that TAMU minus six. Uh, we don't have Jacob's bets. Usually it'll probably be a bet. He'll probably like South Carolina, Duke, Florida, stuff like that. He, he tends to lean towards those spreads, which more often than not, he can be right. So. We'll get those on you for the uh, the tweet when we tweet them out Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, so look forward to the uh, snake locks, as they've been called within our text chain. Um, but from snake locks on Saturday to very early Sunday morning picks in the National Football League, uh, the Clemson Jaguars head across the pond to face an abysmal Atlanta Falcons team uh, led by a very uninspiring quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Uh, So if you haven't gleaned yet, I am going to take the Jaguars. They're the bottom team in the score. They're not at home, obviously, but that does not matter. They could play on Mars. The Jaguars win this game. Uh, Houston just seems to have their number. I don't know what it is. Uh, Obviously that was an embarrassing loss last week by them. Uh, They've had two very uninspiring efforts and losses this season, but obviously one being against the defending champs, you don't look at that with quite as much concern. Uh, but Houston is not a good football team yet. Um, and I just think this Jaguars team is too good to let that snowball. They're led by a Super Bowl winning head coach in Doug Peterson. Uh, and if you can beat Tom Brady with Nick Foles in a Super Bowl, you can sure as hell beat the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care what the hell the game is. So give me the Jaguars outright. Uh, you mentioned that it's, it's not a home game for either team. But I would very much like to think this is a home game for the Jaguars. They have kind of started to state their claim in the town. Well, they of play every year. They're playing next week. Yeah, too. and I'm They're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's like, well, uh, the my least favorite uh, Premier League team, who where the stadium is, where this game is played at, the Tottenham Hotspurs, are trying to get their stadium to be the official like NFL stadium. So I guess that's the second home for the Jaguars. I'm also going with the Jaguars. I think that if you can shut down B. John Robinson and Algier, you're going to beat the Falcons. They can't throw a ball. Desmond Ritter is terrible. Uh, 
funny enough, if you would have thought a group of five quarterback was going to be this good, uh, they're a dime a dozen every now and then. So I'm going with the Jags, and Jacob is also on the Jags. Shocker. Yeah, that's not a surprising unison start to the, the NFL picks. This next game, I put in here because I thought it would be funny to pick the worst game of the week, just because why not? Uh, Bailey's taking Big Ten overs for the like fifth week in a row, so why not transition the, the sicko factor over to NFL as well? So we have the terrible 0-3 Denver Broncos as three-and-a-half-point favorites heading to Chicago to play the atrocious 0-3 Chicago Bears. Um, I have no idea where to go with this game. This Bears team is just lost. They have what may prove to be an elite quarterback in Justin Fields until I don't see 45 minutes of video from him every Monday missing reads all game. I I don't know how much faith I can put in him to carry the Bears to much of anything. They've lost like 15 to 16 in his last starts. I just don't understand how they can fail as an organization so badly to put talent around him, uh, but they have. So I hate this pick. I don't think they'll cover, but I'm going to take Denver just because at some point Russell Wilson and Sean Payton have to coach and play like their names have ever had any amount of weight in the NFL ever. So give me Denver in a disgusting game. Yeah, it's, a, it's just an ugly game. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. But I, it's, I mean, you never, you really truly never know with the NFL. Um, there's not really that many, like, I mean, if you got, like, Kansas City and Buffalo, like, you're more than likely going to win. These two teams are just so awful. I think I'm just going to go with the Bears, just have some fun with it. Because one of these teams is going to have to win, obviously. Maybe. This would be the game to end in tie. I'm calling it now. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But I'm going with the Bears. Uh, because I don't want them to have two back-to-back picks for number one and number two, because that's what we're leaning to. Jacob is also on the Broncos. The league will intervene and one save these poor collegiate uh, graduates from the Bears, if anything else. Um, But you know, Cam Williams already said he'd stay in school, so uh, we'll see. Uh, Back to teams that have something. Resembling a pulse. Uh, AFC North action. The Baltimore Ravens head to the Cleveland Browns. The Browns, a three-point home favorite. The Browns have not been favored against the Ravens in a while, I believe. This is not a matchup you typically expect the Brownies to win just because of their historic futility in recent years and decades, to be honest. Um, Who do you have going to this one? Have the Browns played every single game at home? Because it feel I know they played at the Steelers, but it feels yeah. like they've been at home all year. Um, I think last week for the Ravens was just kind of a weird, you know, rain game. Just I still think they're the better team, so I'm going with the, the Ravens in this one. If Desha- I mean if Deshaun shows up, then who knows? But he needs a right. I am. I am too. I'm willing to be wrong about picking against the Browns if Deshaun Watson does choose to show up because we have not seen it in, call it, half the season and change since he returned from his uh, vacation. So I, I think that, yeah, this is a spot where you want to keep trusting. Uh, and LeBron Jackson is no 
expert in staying on the field either. Um, and the Ravens have their litany of injuries as they always seem to for some reason. But um, yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. They've got the better coach. They've got the better quarterback. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is great, but if you're skipping passes to him, then doesn't really do you much good. Uh, Zay Flowers starting to you know, emerge alongside Mark Andrews. Good. I was just going to say, if you're skipping passes to Amari Cooper or just refs calling him out of bounds when he's you know clearly in bounds. That was bad. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> he did score later in the game, but he just got absolutely robbed. Uh, why use replay at all? Um, yeah, I think the Ravens have just enough pieces on offense that, I mean, you know, fresh off a loss of guard to Minshew is not how you want to enter a conference matchup game week. Um, but similar to Jacksonville, my concerns about that loss turning into two, even against, uh, you know, obviously a better opponent, but still not a great team in the Browns. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore. I don't have a lot of reasons to trust in Lamar Jackson other than I just think he's good enough to beat a Browns team they should beat. Uh, they're not favored in this game, like I mentioned, which I found very interesting and odd. But uh, the total is 40 and a half in this game. So if you needed to know where, what two teams or what division these two teams play in, uh, there's your hint. It's the AFC North. So, yeah, give me the Ravens as well. Is the AFC North the Big Ten of the NFL? Stay tuned might as to well find be, out. Honestly, it, it's yeah, that's pretty accurate. I think. Um, and then the NFC South is the group of five. <laughs> the NFC South is just yeah, it's some form of the game's gonna be a train wreck, and you're gonna have to watch it anyway. Um, we're Max. Who's today. Jacob got in Ravens Browns? Uh, he's also on the Ravens. He okay, you know, that just seems like a unanimous pick. I would imagine BZ would be on the. Browns, if you were picking. We know he's a big brownie. Busy in spirit. We'll uh, break the unison curse here. Um, Another divisional matchup with the three-point home favorite, Baker Mayfield of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Imagine that sentence three years ago. Uh, Head to Jameis Winston and the Saints in a very important, all of a sudden, NFC South matchup as these two teams have I guess the Saints are kind of right where they expect them to be, uh, losing to the Packers, as I tried to tell everyone last week. Um, but, yeah, Baker has his Tampa Bay team certainly above the cellar, which is where they were expected to be, you know, a slot or two better than the Cardinals. Um, but as we saw last week, the Cardinals are not the 0-17 team we all expected either. So it uh, just goes to show any given Sunday is not just a saying. Uh, crazy upsets do happen and will continue to happen each and every week. And I think this is one of them. I think even with Derek Carr out due to injury, which is unfortunate, Jameis Winston is even worse at taking care of the ball. Uh, He had a 30 touchdown, 30 interception year in somewhat recent history. Uh, So I think Tampa Bay can make less mistakes and capitalize more on the mistakes that do happen. I mean, Baker's no MVP candidate either. Um, But they can lean on Rashad White. Uh, Kamara being back to the Saints is big. But it's not enough for me to sway my opinion on who I think is the better team thus far, just from what I've watched. Um, so give me the Buccaneers making the NFC South very interesting very early. Uh, this is going to be great for our uh, audio listeners. Um, but I just got one thing. We're going to eat some dubs today. I'm going with the Jameis Winston That's... and the the uh, Saints. Um, it's just one of those weird. I, we just mentioned it. NFC South, Max in action, baby. Um, and I'm pretty sure that little 
eating W's came from when he was on Tampa, but it's just going to be a yeah. weird game. I can just already tell, but I'm going with the Saints. Um, I think Kamara being back kind of gives them a little bit better of a run game. I think Olave and then Rashid Shahid or whatever his name is are is, is a crazy duo who had that being one of the better duos in the league. But uh, give me the Aints in this one. Yeah, I mean, you and Jacob picked the Saints last week. I picked their opponent. And, uh, you know, go Pack go and uh, go Baker go. You're not going to love this. Jacob is also on the Bucks, so. Oh, no. With that logic, right. well, the Saints will go marching. The Saints will win Sunday. I will remain on Tampa Bay because I'm a man of integrity. But, um, damn, that's not the uh, support I wanted from you two. Um, last game on the picks segment of Sunday action. Again, uh, this was tough. I considered Rams Colts, but that's really not one you set your day around either. Uh, so I went with the Bengals at the Titans. Bengals are short road favorite in Tennessee. Uh, this Titans team is only viewed as good because they beat my chargers who, uh, suck. So I'm taking the Bengals. I just, it's more of a non-belief in the Titans being good enough to beat even struggling perceived contenders at home. Um, I just think the Chargers beat themselves as they historically do. I don't know if there's anything the Titans necessarily did to make that result be that way. Uh, Tannehill obviously had the 190 passer rating, which is just what happens when a defensive coach with secondary talent just doesn't know what to do. Um, so... I'm not attributing the Titans' biggest and only win to anything the Titans necessarily did right. It was more of taking advantage of what a team did wrong. I think this Bengals defense is certainly better than the Chargers, although I wouldn't put them necessarily at the top of the top with, say, Dallas, San Francisco, et cetera. Um, But I think that for all the struggles this Bengals team has had, we do see them pull out of the depths of the hole they dig themselves early in seasons. And there may be a time that does not happen, but I don't think this is a year it does. Uh, I think the Titans are a good spot to start that upward ascension back towards their ceiling. So I'll take the Bengals. Yeah, I think everybody's just waiting for the Bengals to just prove that they are still a contender. I really need Joe Burrow to prove like he is worth a quarter or half a billion dollars or whatever he got paid. So I'm also on the Bengals. I just think on paper they're the better team and they should win this game. Uh, Jacob, surprisingly, is on the Bengals as well. So, unanimous split there for the pod for the Bengals. That's not too surprising. Um, I, You know, the Titans are the second-best team in their division behind Jacksonville, in my opinion, um, still despite what Houston pulled off last week. Kind of but, a big um, gap, though, between one and two. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, Moving on to the degenerate portion of this whole thing, we have three bets apiece. I will lead with mine because I think you may steal it. Uh, Give me the Jaguars minus three because Trevor Lawrence is very, very good and Desmond Ritter is very, very bad. And I think the skill talent, at least to the degree they are used correctly, is a wash, more or less. Um, And the defenses, I don't think there's a huge gap between them, so... I will take the better coach and the better quarterback and the more seasoned international team as well in Jacksonville uh, to win by 
at least a field goal for the push or more for the green check mark. I surprisingly, I don't have that pick. I would imagine Jacob might. But the first one I'm going with, we just talked about him. I think this is them just getting off the hump. I see them winning by seven or more maybe. But give me the Bengals minus two and a half. I just think, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a prove it game for them. So I think this is when they step up and show that they're worth it. So give me the Bengals minus two and a half. Yeah, I like that. Uh, another team, well, I guess not necessarily another team, but I have ridden the Green Bay Packers consistently in this program uh, because I'm very, very high on them. Um, they play tonight, unfortunately. So when you're listening to this, they will have beaten the Detroit Lions. So this hey, is me telling you, I told you so. Um, but I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half in Houston. I realize what Houston did last week. I do not care. The Steelers, for some reason, were not favored against the Las Vegas Raiders, who are trash. And I at least respect the Texans for getting up off the mat. They were placed on preseason and beating our beloved Jaguars last week. But this is not a Texans team that is going to be in the in the hunt graphic on your NBC broadcast each and every Sunday night. Um, they are still years away, maybe a pick or two away, um, despite having the better quarterback or excuse me, best offensive and defensive player from this most recent draft. At their disposal, it is just too early. The Steelers force mistakes we have not seen from Stroud yet. So um, I will take Mike Tomlin, Kenny Pickett, Jalen Warren, slash Najee Harris, George Pickens. I can keep going, but uh, give me the Steelers minus two and a half. Yeah, that's the second time you've stolen the Steelers from me so far this year. So I was really on that one. I was kind of leaning towards a whole AFC North little card. Uh, that's a hint. Um, we all unanimously picked them to win straight up, but the Ravens being plus three against the Browns just it just screams Ravens for me. So I'm going with the Ravens plus three. I like that a lot. I was tied or torn between that and one other game. So I'm glad you removed the uh, choice. For me, uh, I think they do win outright. I'll probably, I mean, you could give them a teaser at nine. That is absurd. Um, that's something to look for. Uh, you know, throw them with Dallas against the Patriots. That's, I mean, Ravens plus nine, Cowboys at a pick them. That's, I don't know, about 401k worthy after what Dallas did last week. But uh, I certainly think that's one of the better two-leg teasers you could pull off this Sunday. Um, going back to something I hate doing which is taking huge favorites in the NFL. But the only thing I hate doing more than that is overreacting to the previous week. The Arizona Cardinals are a bad team. Josh Dobbs is a bad quarterback. James Conner is a good running back. The San Francisco 49ers are the best damn team in this entire league. And I realize 14 points is already an actual shit ton. Um, but I'm going to take it because I think they win by all closer to 30 than 20. I'll put it like that. Um, you know, the gap is very, very large between these two rosters, between these two coaches, between these two quarterbacks, between these two defenses. Uh, receiver room, running back room. I guess I'll give them, well, no, because there's Kittle against Earth. So there's really not a position on the field that I think the Cardinals are better. Uh, and that's not really surprising when you look at a team expected to be in the Super Bowl versus a team expected to be first on the clock this spring. But I just think that, you know, the Cardinals, 
beating Dallas. The only reason this is like 17, 17 and a half. Uh, so I think the public's on Arizona, stunningly, which is just insane to me. Like, I get it's a huge spread off a massive win against Dallas, but this is not a team that's going to be routing off wins like a Disney movie, uh, which is similar to my thought process with Houston uh, and taking the Steelers. So give me the Niners. Uh, I think we both said recently like to win the Super Bowl at this moment. So uh, these are not games that they're going to be able to drop, obviously, but I think they uh, stay rolling. Do not pull a Cowboys, and they just blow out the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Yeah, I don't – like you said, double-digit spreads in the NFL just seems just don't touch. But we've said it countless times. This is probably the team to touch. Whoa, pause. Um, yeah, I, I like the 49ers as well. Um, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl so far. I mean, the Cardinals haven't played – awful to what people thought they were going to do this year. Uh, I mean, they did blow that big lead to the Giants, but still right. far and away the better team is the 49ers, so I don't hate that pick. I'm going with a uh, covering mastermind that the 49ers dealt with recently. Uh, you mentioned about having this on the pod to pick, but I'm going with the Rams minus one. Um, I think Matthew Stafford has looked a lot better than he has last year. Um, he's got a weapon and I don't even want to try to pronounce his name. Uh, if you know it, go ahead, but I'm going with the Rams minus one. I think that Aaron Donald is slightly, slightly good. So he might cause some problems for Anthony Richardson. So give me the Rams minus one. Puka Nakua is the wide receiver go. that has taken fantasy football and uh, really reality football uh, by storm with his, Electric start to rookie season, uh, resurgence from Stafford slightly, but um, yeah, I like that. So that is our best. We will get Jacobs when he blesses us with them probably 1245-ish on Sunday. Uh, we'll tweet them all at the 1009. Uh, we'll be on Apple and Spotify in audio form. We're going to try out the one big show as opposed to the two separate. Um, you know, rule of thumb, about halfway through, whatever the runtime is, is usually about when we switch. So looking for one or the other that's the best way to gauge it uh, i can start putting a timestamp we flip over as well but uh we'll see what kind of feedback we get yeah if you are give us some reviews tweet at us if you get it this far tweet the word purple yes. or something i don't know just <laughs> show you actually listen to us i'm just kidding now we love our we love our fan shout out to my dad um <laughs> but yeah you know where to find us like grayson said so you got anything else that's it. All right. As my fiance loves me saying, deuces. Subscribe. <laughs>